and welcome to this one-off mini-sode from Us Strangers to the Multiplex. Our topic today will be Comic-Con. Recently uh, happened in San Diego, lots of new things coming about it, so we're going to discuss some of the main points and main trailers that have come out of it. So, Darius, where would you like to start some? I you know I haven't heard anything about this. No, Comic -Con. there was, there was a Comic Con. I know. I this think I would like me. something like that. <laughs> this, more. You think they'll be on the internet? You think they'll be on every movie site? Indeed. Um, yeah. Wow. Brilliant. Um, should we talk about Star Wars? Let's. Uh, Always a good place to start. Would me more. Yeah, I mean, there was lots of great stuff coming out, but for me, the highlight definitely was the Star Wars uh, behind the scenes footage. Wonderful. So wonderful. You know, all inspiring, kind of uh, emotive. I think a lot of fanboys were crying online. Fanboys and fangirls were crying after seeing that. I mean, it's brilliant. The fact it wasn't actually new kind of trailer footage, but behind the scenes, the making of it. It made and it look special, didn't it? It did make it look special. And it also made it feel, yeah, magical. And and it, it was like um, everybody been waiting for this moment. Yeah. There, was, there was some build up to it. Yeah. It was... And it appealed to everybody on the same level. This is the place you know from a galaxy a long, a long, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. This is new, but like, like you know, it's and they they make that big point at the beginning of the trailer. And Mark um, Hamill says, "Real isn't sets, it? Yeah. practical effects." It's almost as if they're like the prequels don't exist. Yeah, it's washing the bad taste out of the prequels. They're, they're out definitely of mouth. doing and saying the right things. Absolutely, Absolutely. and it, the irony. J.J. Uh, Abrams might make a better Star Wars movie than George Lucas. See, I this is the thing with George Lucas. He's a very interesting character. And I've mentioned a few times the book I've read about Star Wars recently, How Star Wars Conquered the Universe. You should and plug it. What's I, it I should plug it. How Star Wars Conquered the Universe. It's a very good book. I'll check it out. But he, he does talk in that about Lucas, and you do get a sense of what happened to him. He started off very much as an indie filmmaker. Star Wars happened it blew up and he got swept away with it mm. and um, he got swallowed by the machine and it, all he wanted to do was make very small kind of sci-fi kind of art house films and then Star Wars just kind of took him in all this different direction and then that's, now he's sold it to Disney he's free he's, he's free, free of it <laughs> but no that's a good point though because it's what I got from watching that is everybody who's working on that film is a fan of Star Wars. Absolutely. It's a fan of the original. There's passion in everything. You, you can see it. People say, oh, I can't believe everyone comes to work. Uh, the Millennium Falcon's there and I'm working on it every day. It's amazing. Well, it's a little, little clip that we had Simon Pegg on it. Yeah, and yes. even him saying, you know, I'll, I'll burn for Star Wars. <laughs> well, yeah, Simon Pegg, you know, in costume. Nobody's going to know it's him necessarily. No. And also Daniel Craig, apparently. Rumoured, yeah, very rumoured. Yeah, yeah. I bet there's loads of people who we don't know about in costume. You there, would. there was just a sheer joy to the whole thing to see the original actors back on set. And this is not even the movie. This is just sort of like on set mm. and the whole part at the end of it where Harrison Ford sits in the cockpit. Yeah, yeah. That was how, like, how awesome was that? Yeah, you know? that'd be beautiful. Kind of mirroring the first film as well in composition and everything. There's so much in that just in terms of the practical effects, the fact of shooting on film. Um, you know, because like with the prequels, Lucas shot everything pretty much on green screen and blue screen. And in post-production, he would actually move the actors around. You know, <laughs> it's just crazy. It's not, it's not pure filmmaking. There, there's a wonderful podcast, actually. And I feel I should plug this because it's related. I'll plug on um, the podcast. I was there too. Yes. The podcast with the actors. And there's actually an episode with Greg Proops, mm. the comedian, 
who provided the voice for one of the podcasts. Well, one of the commentators, yes. Yeah, the two-headed announcer. And he said when he performed it, well, he performed it in a in a like a um, mask and a practical costume. Mm. He didn't realise it was all CGI until he actually saw the premiere. And I think that's a sign of how fast, far the CGI went when the movie was made. No, absolutely. He, I mean, he kind of chopped and changed it. And Lucas has done that with all the films as well. The you know the originals, sure. you know the special editions. Every time he's changing it, remoulding it. I think what they're doing here with the Force Awakens is going back to pure filmmaking and storytelling absolutely. and doing it practically in camera. And everything I've seen so far is just blowing me away. Um, you know, when you see those droids moving for real, it just gets you. It does. You know. The Stormtroopers. Yeah, Stormtroopers. Yeah. My, my brother, I was watching the trailer earlier, my brother, and he said it's nostalgia and Stormtroopers. Yeah. That's what that reel is. It's nostalgia and Stormtroopers. C-3PO. C-3PO. Um, that shot of, I think it's Oscar Isaacs, who's one of the heroes, one of the X-Wing fighters in it. Brilliant actor. And he, you can see that shot of him being led through the corridor by the Stormtrooper. Yeah. And that is Star Wars. That, that is, is Star Wars. It looks like it could have been from the 70s, doesn't it? Absolutely. Amazing. Amazing. So we're talking a lot. You guys, chip in, please. No, I was going to say, the only thing I've caught, um, and it was of Comic-Con, someone had done the top 10 moments of their, uh, what do you Experience? call it? No, the talk they do. Like, they have, everyone oh, the comes panel. out. The panel. Yeah. The panel. Yeah. In, um, apparently, the famous Hall H. That seems to be where all the big ones are. Um, I recommend watching it if you if you just want to catch the sort of the best bits of it. I found it quite interesting though at the end, and it's been quite well publicised that they then said, "Would you like to go and have a free concert of all the Star Wars music? Come with us." Um, which I think did they steal about seven thousand people away from Kevin Smith? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> left him with an. Did you not hear about this? <laughs> no. Kevin no, Smith, like no. I'm about. He took a photo. No one, oh, no one has left for Kevin Smith. <laughs> They've all though, gone. Of all his Kevin Smith's quite humble. I'm sure he I'm won't sure hold he against Lucas or JJ. Uh, no, that I saw that. I saw the panel, and yeah, it was right at the end. I said, "Yeah, everyone's going to watch a free concert." And they all walked. And go, we are all going to walk right now. I can't believe they've agreed to it. I think that was J.J. Abrams was asking everyone about it. (laughs) And then just before that, they brought out um, Carrie Fisher, Mm. Mark Hamill, and then Harrison Ford, who got the biggest... Was that when they all raised their lightsabers in the air? There were lightsabers in the. I I do remember seeing them from the audience. Mm. So as a as a thing, but and and Harrison Ford actually he's he's for quite a while I've I've watched interviews with him and I'm there's not much going on. I don't know how do <laughs> yeah. I describe it. He comes across as a bit grumpy, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. There's not a lot yeah. of personality, but he actually looked his face lit up. He yes. was really happy to be there. Um I think he was honoured to be with everybody. Mm. Mm. And right. I I was just really I'd like to see the full version now of that. From what I've heard from most of the uh, the certainly the main actors, I think there's on the behind the scenes thing with Carrie Fisher as well, they're all saying how much they're enjoying making it. And I think that's that's key and I think that's can really gonna show as well. Is that down to JJ Abrams? Uh well uh... I think it's that and I think that the, the also the writer Lawrence Kasdan, yeah. he, he wrote um, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, mm. who's kind of uh, looking after all the films I think pretty much or consulting anyway. He's back on board. The the crew obviously very passionate, they're doing the practical stuff, everything we just spoke about. Very much the spirit of 77. Precisely, Mark Hamill says at the beginning of that showreel. You, you, you know, know it's, 
You, sorry, you'd know better. They brought out um, someone, apparently seven people working on something, a creature. Yes. But when you're saying about CGI, yes, wasn't a hint of that. They had this. Yeah, it's all practical. No, it's all practical. Somebody inside the costume uh, carrying the um, the crates on the back. That was it. These little Bo- like, snakes. Bobo or something. Yeah. Bobo, Bobo, Bobo. It's it very good. In the background for one scene for 10 seconds. No, but you know what? It was <laughs> well, really, it, yeah. and everyone went nuts for it, and it was really cool well, to see. Did you see the um, Star Wars Celebration a couple of years ago? Oh, sorry, a couple of months ago, Star Wars Celebration the event they do. Um, I saw it advertised. It was a few months ago, it. and they, mm. they basically it's like a comic con just for Star Wars, and they talked about um, Force Awakens, obviously, and they brought out the new droid, you know, the little sphere yeah, one, yeah, and that. it came on stage. <laughs> and honestly, when I saw that, I got emotional because it was just magic to see that, and. We, I think we've come a bit jaded with CGI. I think we are the generation who grew up with Gremlins, you know, Ghostbusters, Star mm. Wars, Back to the Future, etc. With all these practical effects, and I think there is a texture to them. There's 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 a beauty to them that CGI cannot replicate. And this comes from somebody who actually uses CGI in, in my job. So, I'm you know I see its merits, but also the practicalness. And he comes across, and to me, that is part of what Star Wars was. Well, that's craft. why that's why the original trilogy have aged so well, is exactly. because it was mm. done practically, and that's why I think the prequels are not aging as well, and partly because everyone can just laugh at Hayden Christensen and how bad his performances are. <laughs> that's another good point, though, because if you look at the cast for this, I think it's such a strong cast. Yes. Mm. Yeah, and I, I so there's something compelling about an aging Mark Hamill as well. You you see him on the test reel uh, with his beard. Yeah. And the, um, he looks I'm imagining him as a, as a Jedi Knight with his hood up and his like lightsaber. And I'm like, yeah, he looks the part. Last thing, out of the three main characters, that's probably the role that suits being an older person more. I mean, I'm a, I'm a little got a little bit of trepidation about seeing a 70 year old Han Solo, but mm. uh, I think an, an aged think... Luke Skywalker really would work. I think Harrison Ford's going to turn up. He's going to be his usual wooden yet charming self. It's, it's going to be fine. Don't worry. I think he's going to die. The most. Do you think he's going to die? Yeah, I think he'll insist on dying. He'll come back, but kill me off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Far away. Five months. Don't That's wish weird. it away. And we get one Before every Christmas. year. We get one of these we'll Star Wars film every year, and maybe even two or three eventually. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah. Um, and, and also the directors have got lined up, so they've oh, announced... Uh, Ryan, Ryan Johnson Ryan making Johnson a Star Wars film. For the next episode, <laughs> and then um, Colin Trevolo, Trevolo, yes. Trevolo yeah, Jurassic did, uh, World, me. and Safety Not Guaranteed. <gasps> yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if like George Lucas is now regretting like washing his hands of it. He could buy a lot of orphans with that money. Oh. <laughs> 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 I think uh, I think it became quite apparent when uh, what part of the agreement was he could share his ideas and be like an executive producer, and then they started off and were like, "Go on, George, do one." Yeah, <laughs> no, I think he 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 wants to move, but he always I think he always wanted to sell it to Disney, and he's worked with Disney for uh, quite a few decades now, like with Star Tours and things like that, and um, it just seemed like a good fit. And also, Kennedy as I well. belittle him over the orphan remark, but he does seem to be generally a very well, decent man. He gave all his money away, didn't he? He did. He yeah, gave the money did. away from the sale of Star Wars <laughs> to charity. Which one to be sincere and <laughs> 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 He's not going to cast you in the movie, Mr. Steele. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you, might, you might have somebody left over. You know, that could be a droid in the background. We need, we need I've some, got range. We need some new microphones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sponsors. This week's uh, this week's uh, straight to the multiplex is sponsored by George Lucas. Um, there you go. <laughs> is there anything else on Star? I'm just very excited. I, I can't we wait for December. <laughs> well, I think I think we've exhausted Star Wars. I think it's fair to say we're very excited, uh, as you Absolutely. can probably tell. Um, shall we move on to something I think most of us are going to be excited about? I think. Um, <laughs> which, one? which one? Batman versus Superman. Oh, oh. I loved Batman, but I'm not as excited about of seeing that trailer than I was one of the other films that we're going to discuss later. In which case then, perhaps you guys should go and get a drink while me and Dee discuss it. No, I love Batman. Don't get me wrong. I love Batman. Batman is my, and I think I'm not alone in this, Batman is my favourite. But, uh, someone else talk about yeah. it. In a the, well, no, 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 that, that's no, a fair no, point. No. It's, it's, good to, it's good to have a balanced view on it. What did you make of the trailer? Katie. <laughs> Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's having a drink. Um, <laughs> no, it was good, and it made me, you know, like excited to see another Batman film. But it didn't but, make me yeah, as excited as other trailers that are out at the moment. And I'm wondering if it's because it's a little bit too soon off mm. the back of the other Batmans. Mm. Interesting. Um, That's just my take. I, I, I kind of, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but um, I think I, I was speaking about this to a friend today, actually. He was saying, um, You have all the friends? Quite, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry about this. Yeah, sorry, to break it, sorry to break it to you, but I do know other people. Um, and, and it is the fact that, yes, it is quite, quite soon, but I think it. I know. I think it. I think it will work. I mean, because what got me excited the other day? Cause I've been playing Arkham Knight. Have you been playing Arkham Knight? Right? No. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Amazing game. But playing that, um, when you come across like Two Face and Poison Ivy and uh, you're the Riddler, I started to think that means we're going to get a new Riddler. We're going to get a new Poison Ivy potentially, a new Two Face, a new interpretation of all these characters. Hugo Strange, maybe mm. all these possible villains we haven't had access to yet because. Nolan's Batman, you know, the first two, I love. The third one, eh. <laughs> but uh, that's another, sure, that broke the that's another discussion. But they they were set very grounded in reality. And while this potentially is set in reality, there's also certain fantastical elements, it seems, that are going to seep in as well. You know, you've got Killer Croc in there, in Suicide Squad, for instance. You've got um, you've got the magic of what's the enchantress? What's her name? In, Raven in Raven in Suicide Squad, and it's that same world, and that's obviously going to feed over into Superman and Batman. So we could see more magic in that world, and indeed the Justice League and Justice League. Uh, you've got Martian Superman who's an alien. You've got Mar- Martinia Man Martian yeah. Manhunter. Uh, I can't say it, but there we go. Yeah, Wonder Woman. She's a goddess. Yeah. So uh, it, they're doing what Marvel have done, aren't they? Really, we were discussing this the other day. That mm. it's the competition for Marvel with the Avengers, the Iron Man, the Hulk. Mm. The, they're mm. they've finally picked up their game and they've decided to create this this, this new world. New world, yeah. But doing it in a back backwards way, though, isn't it? They are. I think they're, it's, they're running taste. to catch up, really, aren't they? Mm. They are. They're they're, ch- they're from behind, aren't they? I do think the fact that Marvel weren't at Comic-Con and DC managed to get off two good trailers. I think that's done a lot for their credibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now see, the, the, the problem I've got with the whole thing <laughs> is... Yeah, well. 
No, I, I think we're ready for a new Batman. I think the Nolan trilogy was very much its own thing. I'm not the yeah. biggest fan of the films. Um, I'm not really the biggest fan of that incarnation of Batman. I think it's very, it's not the Batman. Um, so I think we're very much ready. I think Ben Affleck's a very good choice. The problem I've got is this looks, I know it sounds stupid, like Man of Steel 2. And I did not uh, like Man of Steel. Yeah. I'd, I, I, I'd, it's I'd Man of Steel 2 with Batman. Counts. But I think this might surpass Man of Steel. I agree with you. It looks very much like Man of Steel. Mm. And if I'm honest, I'm not the biggest fan of Man of Steel as a movie. No. But I think this has a lot of ingredients that might carry it forward. And I think it's yeah, interesting. Does, does this get yeah, Batman? <laughs> well, yeah, I've got to admit, on my notes, I'm saying surprisingly excited about Batman, at least. Superman? Yeah. Now... I wasn't a fan of Man of Steel either, but what I really love about what they're doing here is they're directly linking the two together, and it's the events of Man of Steel, which a lot of people didn't like the ending of. That was my main thing, the ending. They're taking the actions of Superman at the end, the destruction of Metropolis, and feeding that into this directly. Sure. So Bruce Wayne is directly affected. Wayne Tower's destroyed. And that gives him a reason to be pissed off, basically. Yeah. And he looks pissed. He does look... To be, I, I don't buy Ben Affleck as Batman. I think yeah. Ben Affleck's a good actor. Um, I think he's a better director. Mm. But uh, that's back to the point. I don't quite buy Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne. But I will grant you, he did look pissed when he was running towards Wayne Towers. I, I, I think I, I see him as Bruce Wayne in this... Because this is basically Bruce Wayne in his 40s. Cause, yeah, because he actually says at one point, you know, um, 20 years in Gotham, how many That's good right, guys are yeah. left, you know, how many stay that way. So he is an aged Batman, you know, Robin is gone. Um, it's later on in his career, which is an interesting choice, considering the kind of relaunching I, I think that works really well, especially as Superman yeah. Jung. Yeah. Superman Jung, it's good to have him to bounce off an older, more sort of gritty and experienced Batman, maybe. Yeah. I did want to bring up a point... Um, the first time you see Bruce Wayne, he's mm. running towards Wayne Towers. Mm -hmm. It's very kind of post 9 11. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very, very much so. Very Into much the so. dust. It, it is, is the dust. Well, Man, yeah, the yeah. end of Man of Steel was very 9 11. Yeah. Yeah. That level of destruction, yeah. you can't help but think of that. I think just guarantee when uh, Bruce Wayne hugs that little girl after the towers collapsed, you just know her parents have died in that building and it's going to yeah, set it's... off some flashbacks. Well, you it. just he's, know it. <laughs> yeah, then we see. Just in case no one knows. Batman's parents were shot and killed. Ah, well, Just I oh, spoil it, spoiler alert. Because spoiler you do see his parents shot in the trailer as well. Yeah, so I know. We're going to see it again. How many, every film, every film. Uh, yeah, Wayne. yeah. We don't need to see it again. No. Did anybody else feel that Holly Hunter's voiceover at the beginning was incredibly jarring because she has a speech impediment? <laughs> I think it's just an accent, isn't it? Yeah. That is her accent, but it's still a speech impediment. That's, that's, that's her thing, that's how you know yeah. it's her. This is, this is, let's, let's not, not Holly Hunter. Oscar winning, Oscar winning actress. Not, no, she's a fine actress, but she does have a speech impediment. And all I could hear when she was making this very serious point about what Superman means to the society is you have a speech impediment, love. <laughs> You're a senator in the United States government. Well, How did you I get thought she did a fine job. She's sponsoring the next but No, she's, she's a great actress, and that's the thing. These these superhero films are attracting brilliant actors and actresses. I mean, somebody like Ben Affleck doesn't need to do Batman. No. He's, he's, he's mm. reaching the height of his career as a director. Maybe not as an actor. He's not the best actor in the world. But Have you I seen really Gone like Gone Girl? Girl. I loved Gone Girl. I thought he was fantastic in it. Yeah. And I'll go... 
And Argo, Argo he's, he, he isn't a terrible actor, and I think he got a lot of flack for Daredevil. No, it all he, comes yeah, from that. He chose Everett. a lot of bad film roles, like yeah. Gigli and. Was but he was he was young. <laughs> he was young. You made he, was, no, but he was young. He was going after J Lo. He was precisely, you know, and he made mistakes. But I don't think he would take this and talk about Kevin Smith on um, Bat- Batman on Batman. And um, he was talking about Affleck, and they don't necessarily talk that much now. But he's saying. Back in the day, he would talk about how much he loved Batman and how, what he would do if he was Batman, and there's a passion there. So I don't think he would take this on with his career as it is if he didn't think it was going to be good, if he didn't see the quality in it. Plus, yeah, he's I going guess. to get to direct his own Batman movie. Precisely. <laughs> well, this, this is the thing. I had a couple of points I wanted to run past you guys, if I may. One of the things I struggled with with Man of Steel, there was not enough moments where I was in true awe of Superman. There was not enough moments where I thought, wow, I can believe a man can fly. But yeah. I saw quite a few in this trailer that made me think, like, there's a point where there's an exploding space rocket and Superman flies forward with the rocket itself. Yeah, that I like, yeah. 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 And there's another moment where there's a woman on um, a roof of a house and mm. she's drawn the Superman sign. Reaching and he comes flying through the clouds to save mm. her. Mm. To me, that's what Superman should be. Superman's not kind of vengeful. Superman's just the best we can be as human beings. I know? think that's a very good point, and I and the trailer does kind of allude to that with um, Mark Kent talking to him, saying, "Look, become the hero, become the savior, become the the idol. You know, or don't you don't own them anything." Yeah. But then you see those shots. It does seem like he is becoming Superman. There's he also a point where he swoops down to save that woman on the roof, and it was. It was just reminiscent of an Alex Ross cover. Mm. Alex Ross uh, painted Marvels in the mid-90s, which is a very famous series of comics. And he also painted for DC Kingdom Come, mm. which was all about DC's heroes for the most part, going evil and dystopian. But um, this the shot of Superman coming through the clouds is just straight out of something out of Alex Ross's sketchbook. It's very much religious. It's very, very religious Absolutely. imagery, isn't it? The, the, the idea of Superman as Christ figure and stuff like that, which they're playing heavily on. And um, But yeah, I, I think this is going to... He's going to become Superman because in the first film they don't mention Superman at all, really, do they? No, I think Lois Lane mentions it. That's about it, right? right? End. So this is him becoming Superman. So it's very interesting they did Man of Steel and why they did that. But seeing this now, it kind of fits. And I think this is where he's really going to become the hero. And Batman as well. And then He'll, really grow, he'll really grow into the mantle. They're, yeah. I, th- I think we're, we're headed, obviously, like any good Hollywood movie, we're heading to a point where they become friends and allies. Oh, yeah. yeah it's blatantly obvious, so. isn't it? Which, which, which brings up an interesting point. So, first act, the, the kind of finding out about each other going off. Second act, they kick ass. They fight each other. Third act... There's got to be a third act villain. Yeah. Which is... No, Lex Luthor. Well, it's going to be Lex Luthor. I mean, how do Wonder Woman and Aquaman fit into this as well? Because they're confirmed to have appearances. Well, this is the thing. I think... I've read, this is red, so I don't know if this is spoilers or just gossip, but you do see Sod in the trailer. Point, yeah. And apparently he might be reanimated and become... I think that would be Doomsday, yeah. Doomsday. In the comics, the Camus Project were... Yes. Um, they in Star Labs. Yeah. And do you remember in Man of Steel they had the character they referred to as Guardian? Yes. He's one of the helicopter pilots or something. But in the comics, the Guardian was a clone, a little bit like Captain America in the sense he ran around with a gold helmet and a shield. Right. Wasn't the best of characters, but I think Project Camus will be the people to reanimate Zod. And I read somewhere that Zod might be Doomsday. Yeah, Doomsday. Which would lead nicely into Justice League. 
Yeah, because it's not going to be Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor's not going to fight Batman and no. Superman, is it? <laughs> no. Or even if they put him in his stupid robotic suit. He's, he's the backup, isn't he? Yeah, he's, 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 he's kind of like the, the financial backer behind the evil schemes. Sorry, Sorry, go on. Uh, no, it's just also, I mean, one of the most visual stunning bits out of it, I thought, was seeing Batman in the desert yes, fighting the Superman soldiers. soldiers. And he had yeah. a Superman emblem on the on the on the pat on the patch. So what is that? Who that, are they? I I think it's the whole thing they're treating Superman as a saviour. And yeah, I think it'll be a people's army. army of Superman or something. Interesting. Maybe. Interesting. I do, it does beg the question. What's the runtime of this movie going to be? About two and a half hours. Just from the trailer. <laughs> you've, got, you've got Batman. So Batman's got... You've got to see Bruce Wayne suffer during the Battle yeah. of Metropolis. Um, you've got to see Superman. And then Wonder Woman's got to be figured into it somewhere. And Lex Luthor. Like, what are we looking at runtime-wise? It's going to be a huge movie. Two hours 40 at least, I think. Two hours 40 at least. I mean, hopefully it won't, won't make the mistakes that Avengers did and be too... You know, chopped out and cut out. Speaking yeah. of which, no director's cut. No director's cut for Avengers. No, no. Well, not yet, anyway. We move on. Would you like to? Would you care to mention any parts in the trailer that made you really excited? To... I, I think. I mean, I'm a massive, massive uh, Batman fan. Superman, not so much, but for me, this was Batman more so than yes. I've seen in recent years. Yes. And that shot of him on the building with the grappling hook. Yeah. That is Batman. I love. I love, the, I love the kryptonite eyes. Yeah. yeah that Batman suit powered white, by kryptonite. Yeah, he's just yeah, green eyes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's the only way Batman's going to be able to stand toe-to-toe with Superman is mm. kryptonite. And just to see Bruce Wayne standing there firing the bat signal with yeah. the kryptonite eyes was amazing. I was like, yeah, bring it on. No, I, 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 there's, there's a lot of imagery in there I thought was really good. And I, I actually think Ben Affleck's going to do a really good job. I, I can see him playing Bruce Wayne. Being I can see him directing a fantastic Batman I can see him, Yeah, absolutely. And he's co-writing it and he's writing it with... Uh, uh, Jeff of, Jones. Yeah, head of... Uh, I want, I want to make this point very briefly, if I may. Mm. Jeff Jones um, is a DC Comics writer. He wrote Green Lantern for 10 years straight, pretty much. They announced at the end of the panel that Green Lantern Corpse um, is coming in 2020. Uh-huh. I'd be very surprised if Jeff Jones is not re- is not named a scriptwriter on that. Well, if he's writing... I mean, this is... Uh, yeah, and I think that's brilliant because it would make sense. Why don't you get the people who write the comics to work on the films? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying he has to have sole say on it. No. But he's, wrote, he's worked on the comic for 10 years. He Do knows know the, the character. character. And for the love of God, let him write the movie. Well, this is it. And that's what the Arkham games have done so well. So the Arkham, the three Arkham games have done so well because it, it was the writing um, staff behind the animated series who work really? on the Arkham game. Yeah, so Paul Dini. Yeah, Paul Dini. He, he, he worked on the story on the first two at least. And that shows because they know those characters. So yes, bring the comic guys in. I think Why Marvel not? do this. Marvel do it. Have been doing it since Iron Man. They yeah. have like the Marvel Brain Trust, don't they? So maybe it's, it's such a simple together. and obvious idea. Why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so, so obvious it kind of hurts. Really. Yeah. Doesn't? It's a nice, nice segue now into Suicide Squad. Here we yeah. go. Yes. Um, what also I think was great was seeing the Joker, the presence of the Joker throughout Batman versus Superman, with the tease. The tease. There was a tease there. Two teasers. One mm. on the newspaper, yeah, and the other one on Robin's costume. Did you not oh, think yes. though the Joker's approach to haunting Batman was a bit juvenile? Like, a, like, yeah. like your family he's died, Bruce. He's like, Joker. Come on, he's a madman. Well, I think it was more like the family, his family, in terms of business. The business. It was because he was his Wayne Tower, so he let the family die. For the for the benefit of the podcast, I'm nodding. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I understand. And, and okay. talking Joker, so it makes you think: Does 
I don't think the Joker's going to be in it, but I think he's going to be a presence. He's going to like be the Empire. Then. Yeah. But that's to set you up. Is it coming out before Suicide Squad? It is. So it's it setting is. you up for ready for the Suicide Squad. So you're even yeah. more excited than I already am from just the trailer. Should we talk about the Suicide Squad? Yeah. Let's bring it over. There's a link there. There's a seamless link. <laughs> Go on, Katie. I can see you're, you're bursting to say something about the Suicide Squad. Go for it. It looks amazing. And... Granted, I do not know a lot, and that's Full probably stop. my <laughs> <laughs> Just generally, I don't know a lot, but I don't know a lot about the characters in this mm. bar. Mm. A little bit about Harley Quinn, well, and obviously that's interesting. Which characters stuck out to you, then? Harley Quinn. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, she. I mean, I've, I've seen photos and I wasn't really really giving her much credit, but seeing her in the trailer, completely different matter. And I think she's going to bring a, um, a lot of life to the character Harley Quinn. It lo- it just looked so exciting. And I, I, I love a villain and there's tons of them in it. So it looked really good. And then when you get to see the Joker, it's like they've just pulled him out of a comic book. Although I do think, and we'll probably discuss this in a bit more detail later, I do think he's got a lot to compete with from Heath Ledger. And I think we've all got to be careful about comparisons. But generally, the the trailer looked amazing. And I love the music that they put behind it. Apparently, I looked it up today. It's a cover of a Bee Gees song. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, it's, it, I, I started um, joke, yeah. Yeah, but Great I song. loved it. And I just, mm. oh, it just, I had to watch it twice. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Margot Robbie as as Harley Quinn is just fantastic casting. I mean, she's she's a strikingly beautiful woman, and 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 not just in terms of look, but in terms of um, character. The way she across. carries herself as well. Yeah, I mean, in in Wolf of Wall Street, she was fantastic. In that she's not afraid, amazing. is she? She will push. She's not. Yeah, she'll go. She's, she's got, she, but she's help. got a presence. She's got yeah. kind of old school Hollywood you know, quality to it, I think. Mm. And I think that's going to shine through. And I think this is going to be the film which really puts on the map and she's going to, she's going to break out. Uh, this is, this is a reference you might get, Rob. I thought um, Jay Leto's Joker owed a lot more to Marilyn Manson than it did um, Heath Ledger. I'm yeah. thinking back to sort of like, um was like Mechanical mm. Animals, the sort of like late 90s. Well, I suppose it's mixed. I mean, Mechanical Animals was more of his kind of like 70s phase going back and doing the kind of glam rock, but I think more Antichrist Superstar maybe. When oh, he had, the, yeah. the Beautiful People? Yeah, that's the one. Right about he that had the teeth. And yeah. he had the teeth okay. and he had the makeup. And yeah, I think it's, yeah, I, I picked up on that as well. It's a punk. It's a punk thing, isn't it? He's he's anarchy. He's kind of, um, and I think what's great, and yes, the comparisons with, Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson, etc., is going to happen. But I think what they're doing here with the Joker is they're going to they're going to over a series of films they're going to build them up, show little bits. Starting off with Batman vs Superman, just the little teasers. Then in this, he'll be in it for about twenty minutes. Do you think we'll comp- see him in Batman vs Superman? I don't think you'll see him. No, I think I think his presence, presence will be there, but we yeah. won't see him. Mm. He's, he's like the Emperor. You know, do do we th- <laughs> do we think that Joker's going to be the bad guy in Suicide Squad? We talked. We talked about earlier, didn't we? Yeah, I think he might be. Because we saw the clips of him torturing Harleen Quinzel at the end uh, of the trailer. Hang on, you don't know. Ah, uh, that's interesting. Tell me more about that because I didn't pick up on that. No, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, at that? the end, at the end of the trailer, when the when you see Joker's face and his 
leering over people and he's got the things. Mm. That person he's torturing is Harley and Quinzel. How do you know that? Because I've seen stills and it's Margot Robbie he's torturing. Ah, I, 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 I have seen that, that he, he kind of hits her or strikes her at some point and she yeah. puts a gun to it. But I mean, that could be the origin then. Yeah, so I mean, it could, yeah, which would make see. sense. But we haven't yeah. had it announced who the bad guy of the film's going to be. From watching the, the trailer, there's, there's an obvious dynamic that Deadshot, which is Will Smith's character, mm. is not a baddie. No. You see that all the footage with him before he's in costume is with a kid. Now, Hollywood law, the fact that he has a kid, he can't possibly be a bad person. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy I, in bad circumstances. I think it, it's anti-heroes, aren't it? They're anti-heroes. It's the Guardians of the Galaxy approach, isn't it? They're, they're kind of misfits. A bit bad, a bit, yeah, bit twisted. But can you really say good. that about Harley Quinn? I know. Yeah. I think you'll find that the Harley Quinn and the Joker are probably the villains of the piece. Yeah, Harley might... There might be a twist, and Harley goes back to Joker. I mean, but they, they've got they've got like um, explosives attached to the brains, haven't they? And that's how they control. That, them. Yeah, that's what they were in the Arrow TV yeah, show. Yeah. yeah, I think that's pretty much the similar thing. So they're kind of being held against their. But I, I can see um, Will Smith's character working. He'll be a contracted killer who has a conscience, or he's only doing this because he has no choice. But really, he just wants to go home to his family. Yeah, he's doing this much for, like Hawkeye, but he well, won't buy a farm. <laughs> well, much like Ant Man, or whatever. you know, he's doing yes, it for he's doing absolutely. it for his daughter. I think he's 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 out to kind of protect her or to get something to save her or something. Probably. Which I can imagine was a kind of compromise made to get Will Smith on. Yeah, well, exactly. You don't do cast Will Smith without this exact kind of story playing out as we can see it. So. What about um, is it Amanda Waller? Kind yeah, of she, she runs the Suicide Squad. What do you right? think her role is going to be moving forward in the other films? Do you think she's going to... She's, she's, she's going to be like the anti-Nick Fury, I yeah. feel. Could she it be like William that. Stryker from X-Men 2? Mm. Oh, that kind of yes, that, that, that's a good comparison. I think she might be up there with... She, she, very well, she might be up there with him. It's going to be interesting. I mean, she'll she'll she, motivate she, the plot somehow. Could she become the villain? Oh. Does it? Does it turn? I, I don't think she's a big enough actress they, to play no. a villain in the piece. They, they need something bigger there, but she she could certainly be pulling strings. No, I think I think she, I, well, I think they're going to be set out to do a certain mission. Maybe the Joker, maybe someone else. It'll be a kind of save somebody, you know, get somebody out of the situation kind of thing, and then perhaps she turns on them. And she, I, she, I think she, she'll double cross them. Yeah, she'll double cross them, and I think it'll be them against um, her and her organization. Yeah. I reckon. Whose name escapes me? I reckon. Yeah. Just it'd be fun maybe if we just throw down now who we think the villain is. I think from what I've seen on the trailer, it's gonna be the Joker. I think it's gonna be Amanda Waller. I think it'll be a mid 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 twist and it'll be them against yeah, the organisation. Casey, any thoughts? Um I don't know, Joker just seems too obvious. Um it, it is between the Joker and the the Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller. There needs to be something bigger than Amanda Waller. I can't see the whole movie hinge on it. But they're, they're not going to give away everything now, are they? Because we have still got a long way to go before the film's out. Yeah, but you're talking as if the baddies are always kind of shine through in these films. If you look at all the Marvel films, oh, yeah. the baddies Apart aren't Loki. really... <laughs> yeah, Loki, yeah, Loki, they're not really that impressive. And it's, it is mainly around the heroes and... The set pieces. So with this, I think you're going to have some really, really good set pieces. You know, kind of height, uh, heat, heat esque kind of scenes. You know, like Absolutely. gunfight fights and stuff like that. Oh, I, I will just say when I first saw the Suicide Squad trailer, they hadn't actually released the new, the official one. 
So I watched a chemical version, and it really was like watching, I don't know, like the crow or something on pirate. <laughs> the, 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 all, all the colours sort of like dipped at just the right time, and it was it was quite magical. Stuart Towers was in the 80s for all the like three minutes. <laughs> but no, I think it, it is a great tone, and for, for a comic book movie, and for me it felt like Silence of the Lambs, kind of seven, kind of heat, that kind yeah. of greenness. I wish I could say it's going to have that kind of plot sophistication. Probably not. I Probably not, but David Ayer is a solid choice to direct. Yeah, yes. End of Watch, great film. Yeah, End of Watch, and yeah, Fury, Fury as well. Fury! But certainly, in, even if you didn't like the story, the look of these films. He directs Training Day. I don't he, wrote it, he wrote it, I think. Yeah, I think it's fair to say we're very excited about Suicide Squad. Absolutely. Yes, I'm absolutely. more interested in it now than I was beforehand. Are you more interested in Suicide Squad than Batman vs. No, Superman? No, Batman I am. No, you guys are. I'm, I'm slightly more intrigued with Suicide Squad, but I'm not exactly bouncing off the walls about either. Okay, cool. why, why is that? Just very briefly, why is that, dude? Um, I'm not sure if they'll pull it off. I'm still, I'm still to be convinced 100%. Mm-hmm. I think it looks good, it shows promise, but I think I've been burned by DC too many times already. Yeah, fair enough. I think they've got a lot to prove, um, but I think on the back of those two trailers, uh, I've got, I'm optimistic. Yeah. And also, it's still like a year away. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I think, think this is well, their turning point. Not we're not we're not idiots, but we should just clarify for the record we're judging these movies on two minutes or three minutes of footage. This is not the finished article, you know. And two three minutes of footage they did not want to release. No, they only released it once. No, it leaked, they so only released it because it was out there. They say. They stay say. They say it was Comic Con for crying out loud. Yeah, this stuff it, it, gets leaked. Everyone's leaked got video video game players on the count on the phones now. <laughs> get around it's so just release it yeah exactly like, alright um, was there anything else generally regarding movies at um, Comic Con that really got uh, your attention not that I saw but that's not to say nothing else interesting happened I just mm. haven't seen it as of yet I'm still working my way through any YouTube stuff on Comic Con yeah, it's kind of trickling through at the moment yeah there's blocks on things so I'm, I'm sort of working my way through it all and get my nerd on <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's fair, it's fair <laughs> to say they're the big ones. I mean, some of the news that came out, though, was um, the guys who did Cloudy the Chance of Meatballs and 21 John Street are doing Han Solo. Really? Han yeah. Solo, Solo film. Which would be perfect. <laughs> Solo squared. Solo squared. <laughs> Solo, Solo film. So that, I mean, they're, they're, they're basically attached to every bloody film at the moment. Uh, are they doing the Flash as well? They're doing the Flash. Is, I mean, it, I mean, is they appearing in the Justice League movie? Well, I think from what I've, what I've heard, and this is this gossip, that um, Aquaman and the Flash will be seen by Batman on the back computer when he's like researching, and you'll see them <laughs> in cells basically. In they're cells. captured. They're captured by probably Amanda Waller. You should think so. They're in cells. My point being, it was quite really interesting that like, in the main movie they were picking a different Flash than Barry Allen mm. because that would let the TV show run on with integrity. Are they picking a different? Oh, I don't yeah, it's know. I think it is Barry Allen. I think I've said Barry Allen. Well, it's not I, a think. Different, I think it's the same character, but it's a different actor. Really? Yeah, which is crazy. They confirm that. Crazy. Yeah, it seems ridiculous. But it leads on to Arrow. Did anyone see the? Um, do you see the bit of Arrow? I saw the. I saw a picture of the costume. I didn't see the panel itself. Yeah, he was, he was in costume. He came out. He did the whole Comic Con. You have not failed your city, and um, you know I've been through a lot, and but I've got my friends around me, and I want you to join me. The Green Arrow, and it's like the Green Arrow. So he's come, come full circle. Yeah, going forward, it's going to be the Green Arrow, and I think it's going to be a lot lighter. 
in tone. It was going to be more like The Flash, which I think was a lot more fun. I think that's yeah. what DC have got to do now. I think following Daredevil, they can't match that in terms of grittiness. They've got to go lighter. They've got to be fun. Yeah. Spandex, why not? Why not? Is that a personal preference, Mr. <laughs> <necessary>? Stewart? <laughs> I think that's the title of this episode. Spandex, but why you, not? You mentioned um, Legends of Tomorrow, which is the spin-off mm. uh, from Flash and Arrow. Any it looks like it might have a bit of promise. That looks more fun. It does. Then Arrow, that's certainly the turn. I think they've got so many of these. Uh, I mean, the Atom and White Canary. Now, I think they were great characters who were never, you know, not going, not going to be used more in Arrow. And I think it would have been a shame just to throw them away. I think it's good that they're using them again. Okay. Did you see the Evil Dead trailer? Yes. Oh, yes. Evil Dead. To, to quote the trailer, "Let's tangle, bitch." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was for something you can do on TV. That looked bloody great. Yes. Literally bloody great. It's... I think it owes a, a debt somewhat to the Walking Dead in the t- in the yeah. sense of what kind of gore it can get away with. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. And Hannibal. The, the genius, the, the real genius, though, I think, is they've they've, they've announced it's going to be ten episodes, thirty minutes apiece. How many? Thirty minutes. Going to be fast paced. There's no time to get bored with that. It's going to be more like a comedy show then, isn't it? That's yes. more like a sitcom kind of thing, isn't it? But that it's really came across cool. in the trailer. Yeah, the very, very dark humour. Yeah, which is the Evil Dead, isn't it? And it's on Stars, is that right? Stars, it's on Stars. Stars. Yeah. They, 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 they don't shy away from... Um, no, Sparks gets some black sails, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think we're going to see everything in that. But I thought it looked hilarious. Yeah, I mean, after, hilarious. after the absolutely diabolical film remake of Evil Dead that came out, I think, last year, year before. Oh, horrific. It was just utterly unwatchable. Um, I think this is a wonderful... It's, it's lovely to see those characters done right again. And gone back. And Lucy and... Lawless is in it as well. Yeah, yeah she yes. is. But she, but she might be like one episode. Like she, she no, she's she in three according to IMDb. <laughs> she's she's in three that, episodes. Okay. To step up from Shield. Is she, yeah. she a niece of the of the Doctor in the original or something? Isn't oh, she? Why not? I was, watching a, of, I was watching, a bit, watching a bit of the um, Comic Con panel, right. and she explained who she was. But there's there's a wonderful dynamic of like Bruce Campbell's Ash character being the crazy uncle with the younger kids. Yeah. You know, and it's almost had like a sort of a Scooby Doo effect to it, and he was like, "Yeah, I've done this before." Listen to me. <laughs> but also the fact that you got different kind of monsters, yes. different kind of possessions, yeah. like the gnomes and uh, some like kind of winged creatures, and uh, you know, it, I think that's interesting. They can expand on the kind expand. of that universe a bit, which is uh, give it longevity. Nothing longevity, else. yeah, because I mean, they could have made more and more movies. I, I, yeah, I, I love the Evil Dead films, all three mm-hmm. of them. I thought fantastic. And uh, again, it doesn't take itself too seriously, no. which I think is going to be the key to its success. It's very I hard think... to pull off horror comedy, and I think yes. it's one thing they've managed to do extremely well. But it's slapstick, isn't it? It's, it's slapstick it's, gore. Yeah, slapstick gore. It's silent, silent movie making. I mean, the original, you know, um, what Sam Raimi and the team did on that was amazing. They were so inventive making mm. that film. You know, they would they would kind of, you know, put cameras on planks of woods and that to run through the forest to get certain shots. And you know, they would basically invent equipment yeah. so they can get those shots on a very small budget. I will and say, hopefully, this will have a bit of that. I will say, I finished watching the trailer, and the first thing I wanted to do was go back and watch Evil Dead yeah. Two again. I felt the exact same way. You know, I, I started to watch the trailer and they had like shots from the first couple of films. And I thought it was going to be a bit of a cop out. It was just going to be like sort of reused footage. And then you saw him in the present, and I was like, "Yeah, this is great." Well, maybe we'll discuss Evil Dead on our horror episode, which is upcoming, I believe. I think it's it will podcast. be. Yeah, that'll be uh, our next podcast. We're going to look at the horror genre 
I think it's having somewhat of a renaissance these days, and uh, it seems like the right time to do a podcast on it. So uh, stay tuned for that one. Sounds exciting. Okay, I think we'll, unless there's anything else major. Um, all I would just say is the idea of a comic con there is somewhat redundant since we all seem to be talking about the films. Films, yeah. Somewhat of a lapsed comic book fan myself, but even to look at the input of rather the output of what Marvel and DC have announced, I was reading through it and it all sounds like tosh. Mm. Um, there was nothing that really engaged well, in me. in terms of comics. In terms, yeah, sorry, in terms of comics, nothing that really engaged or excited me. Yeah, my, my problem with the comic side of things is, um, where do you start? Because I know that's why they re- they basically rebooted the all-new 52, but aren't they scrapping that now? And I, I'm confused. Yeah. I don't I don't follow the comics properly anymore. I read the news sites occasionally just to keep an eye on what's going right. on. And I'm, I'm confused, and it, it doesn't make me want to go out and buy comics either. Too many strands, though, isn't there? I mean, which 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 version of Batman do you pick up? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I want to read Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Where do I start? Do I go start yeah. with the death of Gwen Stacy? Do I mm. start with you know, the the new new Spider-Man? What where where do you go? Okay. Look, let, let's let's um sum up on something very positive. We've seen some, I think, very cool trailers. Yeah. Out of everything you've seen, uh, what are you looking forward to most? We'll start. Oh uh, yeah, I mean Star Wars. I mean, I I don't think Star Wars is going to fail. I, I'm so looking forward to Star Wars. Um, but what about yourself? What's again? I think it's Star Wars. Mm. I'm ve- I'm very interested to see Batman versus Superman, yeah. but Star Wars all the way. Uh, Miss Hill. Well, it's um, I think I've made it clear. Really, it's Suicide Squad for me. I'm afraid mm. I love Batman and sort of, but no Suicide Squad. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's they're, they're all look brilliant. I can... Rob. I'm very much Star Wars as well. I think it's going to be one of the biggest films in uh, in decades. Yeah, cool. Anybody else got anything else they want to be positive about before we finish? Um, anything you're watching at the moment? Anything you've seen recently? I, I, I've just been playing Batman non-stop, so I've not been watching anything, I'm afraid. Just Batman. Is that two gamers thumbs up for Batman? Arkham Knight is, I, in terms of game making, it is the masterpiece in, in, of game making. And not just in terms of story, but um, the actual visuals. It's a beautiful looking game. It's a great interpretation of Batman. Um, if, if even if you're not into gaming, pick up the Arkham trilogy because it's just so good, so good. I just recently finished watching um, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Ah, Nora by the BBC. Yes, and that was wonderful. Yes, um, very slow first episode, but really stick with it because it has it has lots to offer. It's magic in the time of Napoleon, um, and that's pretty much longer. Did you read the book? That. I did read some of the book, yes. Yeah, no, I read the book. I mean, it's, it's a masterpiece uh, in terms of literature, but the, the adaptation was pretty, pretty perfect. Um, and actually what they pulled off on a BBC budget, and it had the same very, director. Very different from the BBC. Yeah, and had the same director throughout as well, which really helped. Um, I think I agree. It's uh, If you haven't watched uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. It might, it might still be on iPlayer? It should be, yeah. It's coming out on DVD, so check it out. It's fantastic, it really is. For our half an hour podcast that has now just gone for about the space of an hour. We've had fun today. We've been yeah, we've had fun. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Okay, so until next time, don't be a stranger. Yeah.